Join Hear the Watchmen this April 5th through 8th in Dallas, where you'll get to meet and listen to people like David Hebner, Tracy Tennant, Jamie Walden, David Paxton, and Derek Gilbert, as well as so many others that will help you on your spiritual journey as we look at the prophetic signs in the heavenlies. You will leave feeling more equipped and empowered, ready to face this world's future challenges with a strong faith and spiritual truth. Starting February 16th, you can get $20 off in-person tickets when you use the code DIGBIBLE, all one word. If you can't make it in person, there'll be a live stream on-demand option that using the same code, you can get a $10 off discount. If you do make it in person, look us up. We'd love to meet you. We are a community, and just like it says in Matthew 18.20, for where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am among them. Together with God, we can do amazing things in his name can't wait to see you there and keep on digging welcome back come along as we dig into god's word and search for truth understanding and a closer relationship with him. This is Steve, and you're listening to the Dig Bible Podcast Corner. Welcome back to the Dig Bible Podcast Corner. Uh, this week, um, want to jump in and talk a little bit about God and you. Um, I was going to do this a little bit different way, but then I had a little time away. My wife, uh, as always, is awesome, but she gave me a little time away to go and do a little fly fishing, which is something that I really love doing and just kind of helps me, you know, just have some peace, be by myself, be with my thoughts, um, have time where I feel like I'm with God, where I'm in nature, where I'm around him. And while I was sitting there, I caught a beautiful little rainbow trout, and uh, don't get me wrong, I would have loved to caught 20 of them, but I caught one. I had a lot of bites, caught one. But you look at that fish and the colors as the light shines upon it and how beautiful that fish is. I mean, it is truly a work of art it's unbelievable the colors and how it looks and then you start thinking about the shape of that fish how it's built just perfect for the the current and be able to swim and and be able to just the gills to be able to breathe underwater like how perfect that fish is how perfect that is god's creation is all around us you know you look at the water that fish is in it's flowing all the time. It's moving. It's 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 got almost its own life force, if you will. I, I know it sounds a little tacky saying it that way, but you can just see so much happening. You see God in everything. You see the the, the water giving life. It's giving oxygen to that fish through the gills. Just same way as you know, we think we don't think about. It. Look out there at the trees. You know, the trees are the ones that take that carbon dioxide, turn it back into oxygen for us. It's it's like a symbiotic relationship. Same thing with the trout in the water. It's a system within a system within a system. We just see this time and time again to obviously see intelligent design, which 
I, there's absolutely no doubt in my mind, and, and I would think the majority of yours, that there's anything uh, valid about something like evolution. You just see that truth. You see God in everything. And if we take the time, you know, you truly can see God in everything. We were recently just up at the Greenback Castle um, over near Knoxville uh, filming a little documentary, and it'll, it'll come out here. We're, we're working on it. But we're going through and, and um, talking to uh, Junior Banks over there, and he's going through and talking about just the way the tree had fallen and the way that this was and, and looking at seeing things even in the mortar on the sides of his building and seeing God in everything. And some of those things I look and say, I, it's hard for me to see what he sees. But I think it's a good lesson. We need to look and see that God is in everything. And if he's not, then we probably shouldn't be a part of it. But God is truly, look at nature, look at everything around us. It is the most amazing gift. And the fact that we can see the workings of God, how his creation and how amazing it is, it's so cool to see. But that kind of brings me into what I wanted to talk about before. Is a lot of times people talk about having a relationship with God or trying to understand the, um, you know, the how how do you have a relationship with God, I guess, for lack of a better word? Like, why can't I hear God, right? Like, is God talking to me? Is Am I missing something? Or maybe I'm not listening. That's the thing. So first we have to think prayer. Prayer is our direct line to God. You know, Jesus gave us that with the Lord's Prayer saying, this is how you should pray. And I truly believe the Lord's Prayer is a blueprint. It tells us how we should pray, not saying we should say the same words over and over again. There's nothing wrong with the Lord's Prayer. Don't get me wrong at all. I'm not saying that. But just like anything, if we do repetitious and over and over and over again and we're not thinking about the words, does it have any meaning behind it? We have to make sure that when we pray, it's not empty. When we pray, we're truly thanking God. We're not just simply saying words with nothing behind them. Repetition without the thought, without the intent behind it means absolutely nothing. So think about that when you're in church. Think about that when your church is having you say these prayers. Think about what they mean. Think about what you're telling God when you do that. That is so important. That's a big part of that relationship with God. And I think there's some cool things to be said about prayer which we don't know, you know, you sit there and think, well, there's billions of people on this earth and, you know, millions and millions of them pray and they're reaching to God. So what, what can we, like, how do we know he's hearing us? And if you look at Proverbs fifteen twenty nine, it said, the Lord is far from the wicked, but he hears the prayers of the righteous. All right. So what does righteous mean? That doesn't mean we're perfect. That doesn't mean any of those things. We've talked about righteous before and what it meant when they said, you know, for example, Noah was righteous. Um, just meant he was pure. He was following after God. Um, there's a lot more that we can go into that, the uh, Tamim and, and what that actually meant. But 
we when righteous men, you know, we're following after God. We're trying to do what He wants us to do. We're we're asking for forgiveness of our sins. We're trying to have that relationship with Him and trying to walk in those ways. That, and when we have that intent and we have that true relationship with God, He's He's hearing our prayers. <clears throat> and one of the best examples of that is in Daniel ten twelve, and I think this is so cool. It says, and this is when the angel shows up to Daniel and says, Don't be afraid, Daniel. Since the first day you began to pray for understanding and humble yourself before God, your request has been heard in heaven. Since the day you started praying, God hears you. God hears you when you pray. Remember, your prayer has to be you know, to honor him. You can't just pray to win the lottery. I hate to say that, but what we're asking for needs to honor God. We have to understand God's plan is different than our worldly plan. We have to look into that and know those things. But pray for healing. Pray for faith. Pray for that person down the road that you know is going through something really difficult. Pray for those people. God hears you. It does not fall on deaf ears. Pray. That's the first part. But God speaks to us, too. We have to think about that. In Job 33, it says, For God speaks in one way and in two, though man does not perceive it. Whew. So what does that mean? I think that we have to think about, you know, a conversation we have with a friend or a family member. You know, we sit there, we're talking, we're having a conversation back and forth. I mean, you're hearing those words, you know, very vividly. And that's not normally how God works. We, obviously, we see examples of that in the Bible, and I guarantee there's people here that, that are listening to this that say, yeah, God, I, once I heard God say I needed to do this, and I did it. And that's awesome. Having that affirmation is unbelievable. But God speaks to us in a lot of ways, and a lot of times we don't perceive it, and that's because we're not listening. We don't take the time to listen. We like to pray but we don't like to take the time to listen. So how is God going to speak to us for that? Number one thing, study the Word. The Bible is called God's Word for a reason. That is the number one way He speaks to us. He wants us to be in His Word. He wants us to dive in. He wants us so bad. He wants us to try to draw closer to Him through the things that He's taught us through His Word. It talks about the truth and the wisdom that He'll reveal to each of us if we take the time to dive into His Word. And the crazy part is, in this country, you could get a Bible for free. You can find that stuff. There's countries all over the world where it's not that easy. And there's places where you could die for your faith. And, you know, if you go back into the New Testament, you know, you think of, if you look at the... Historian Jerome talks about uh, Peter being crucified upside down on a cross because he didn't believe that he should be crucified the same way Jesus did. He didn't feel like he was worthy to be killed the same way. And then Paul being beheaded. Um, and actually, Jerome says that was on the same day that those two were martyred for their faith. Think about that. We have an open, free gift. And... 
it was for something that so many people have died for. Tyndale was killed by the church for interpreting the Bible to try to say everybody need one in, in, in their house. And he was killed for that. And we take it so for granted that we have God's word and it's right there free. And people have given their lives for that. Don't ever forget that. They have given their lives for you to be able to do that, to be able to talk to God directly, be able to, to, to be in his word. That is so important. And the next is following the Holy Spirit's leading. Right? This is that. Sometimes you feel that pull like, oh, I'm supposed to go talk to that person. And my wife is really good at this. I hear her say that like I was in church and, you know, we had the, the part where they say get up and talk to somebody. And I knew I had to talk to that person. I just knew it. I'm not as good at that, but we all have things that happen. Like even if it's that person that stand on the side of the road and, and you just like, you know what? God's telling me they need 10 bucks and for me to come tell them I'm going to pray for them. And if that's the case, do it. Don't miss an opportunity that God's telling you to do something. We all have. And there are times, you know, that I wish I could go back and change things or, or do something that I didn't do. But remember that that feeling, that's the Holy Spirit inside you. That's telling you, that's pushing you in a direction. You need to listen to the Holy Spirit. Listen to God. Listen to what he's telling you to do. There's a reason. We all have a calling. We all have a job. And we are all supposed to be reaching people as part of the Great Commission, trying to bring as many people to heaven as we possibly can and empty out hell. And every one of us has to play a role. Now, those two things, for me, are the biggest ways that I see God talk to me. I've never had one of those moments where he, you know, you hear his voice vividly telling you this. I've had a couple of dreams that I know were divinely inspired. Um, and maybe that's a show for another time, but... But there are things, there's ways that God speaks to us. Make sure you're listening. Pray, but every relationship's twofold. First of all, you talk, and then you listen. That's the only way to have a healthy relationship with anybody. And lastly, God truly wants this relationship with you. Think about the fact that the Creator of the entire universe. Go outside right now. If it's at night, look at the stars. If it's during the day, go outside, look at the clouds, look at the sun, not directly. Look at the, the moon going across the sky. Look at the, just the, the trees. The, look at everything around us. The person who created all of that wants to be your friend, wants to be with you, wants, I mean, is truly your father and wants a relationship with you. He wants a relationship with you. He knows your name. He knows who you are. He wants you to pray, to talk to him. He wants to hear your voice. That's the creator of the universe. How excited do people get when they meet a musician or an actor or something like this? 
And we take so for granted that we, that the creator of the universe wants to have a personal relationship with just you. I mean, sent his son to die for you. That's unbelievable. Think about that. Think about how we take these things for granted. And I'm no different than anybody else. I take it for granted every day. I try to remind myself, try to sit there and think about it. But we take those things for granted every day. He wants a relationship with you. He wants you to talk to him. He wants to be there with you. He wants to hear your voice. He wants a relationship with you. Don't forget that. Always be praying and always be listening. Keep on digging, everybody. <laughs>